corrupted nerds ensconced in the twilight of their bedroom, whether it be in Paris, Singapore, Lagos, Bucharest, or indeed even Sydney. And from somewhere near Sydney, welcome to a corrupted nerds extra. Hi, I'm Stilgerian. Now, Malcolm Turnbull is Australia's Minister for Communications, but everyone knows he's also a contender for the Prime Ministership, a hot political topic in Australia right now. And that's why the speech that Turnbull gave yesterday is worth listening to. It's not just a passionate call for a more technological future for this country, it's really another instalment in his ongoing softly, softly job interview. Well, today we're going to hear the full recording of Turnbull's speech, as well as the doorstop press conference he held straight afterwards, during which I, uh, well, look, I asked a couple of questions, and uh, well, one of them is a bit of fun. How could I be serious at a time like this? The speech was given uh, at an event held by NICTA. NICTA is National ICT Australia. They're the country's largest information and communications technology research centre. It produces more PhDs in computing science than any of the universities. Uh, It's working on a bionic eye, on provably correct computer software, on systems in machine learning, smart structures that report their own health, uh, all manner of things I won't go into today. But every year, NICTA holds an event called TechFest to showcase their work. And that was held yesterday. Malcolm Turnbull spoke at that event. I mean, it's all about the future, right? Now, the audio here isn't the best, but I think you'll find it interesting, perhaps not so much for the motherhood statements uh, about the future and about technology and about agile drink, but about the fact that it is another instalment in this ongoing battle for Australia's political leadership. This was recorded on Friday, the 20th of February 2015, in Sydney, Australia. Well, well, thank you. Wow, wow. That uh, microphone's really working. Thank you very much, Neville, uh, for your introduction and for inviting me here to uh, open NICTA's TechFest and can I um, join with you in acknowledging Hugh's great contribution to NICTA. NICTA would not be the extraordinary beacon of innovation and science and technology without your leadership over such a long time. And uh, it's never too late to rethink your reckless decision, I might say. The, uh, I'm just just joking. No, but seriously, it, your 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 uh, resignation was a uh, really great loss. Now, what NICTA is all about, and what the Tech Fest is all about, as you're seeing here, is this very important role of bringing industry and the research sector together, better improving the links between business and the and research and the universities in particular is absolutely critical to innovation and productivity. You see, the big challenge we have as a nation is how do we ensure that we are going to remain a high-wage, prosperous, developed country with a generous social welfare net? How are we going to be able to maintain that in a world that is vastly more competitive, where you have the process of convergence, by which I mean developing countries, increasingly doing uh, high-skilled jobs, high-skilled industries, high-skilled services at at lower wages, at lower cost than us. So that's competition from what used to be called the developing world and often still is. And at the same time, 
globalization superpowered by information technology is making the world a much bigger uh, but a much more competitive market. And there are so many businesses, uh, jobs that used not to be trade exposed, which are. And I mean, there's so many examples, but if you think of a, a dress shop, uh, used to compete with the dress shop around the corner or the department store. Now, as uh, all of you are keen online shoppers, I'm sure there's a few here, know uh, you're competing with the whole world. And that applies to, to more and more industries. So, so what does that mean? It means we have many more challenges in the sense of many more competitors, but a much bigger market to reach. So the challenge is how do we compete and how do we seize the greater opportunities? Now, it's very clear, I think, to most people what we need to do. We need to be more technologically sophisticated. We need to be more productive. We've got to do everything faster, leaner, smarter. We have to be much more innovative. There is complacency, not invented here, uh, deference. All of those things are barriers to innovation and success. We have to be, have a culture of creative insurgency, and that is shattering norms, breaking through established orders so that we are the creators of the new world from which we, and particularly the young people here today, can benefit. And that's why it's so exciting to see so many students here today. And I mean, it is, it is quite clear that we need, as a nation, to have many more students studying STEM subjects. Uh, we, we need, we really should have every student acquiring some familiarity, if, if not expertise, but at least some familiarity with machine languages. I mean, that is the new literacy, reading, writing, arithmetic and coding. Now, that does, again, that doesn't mean that everybody, every student is going to end up uh, designing some phenomenal uh, application uh, such as those that NICTA has, um, has, uh, has uh, incubated and that are, that are here today, and I'll come to in a moment, but it is a world that everyone has to be, will need to be familiar with. And I really want to commend you young people here today. I cannot tell you the advantage you are accruing to yourselves and to your country and to all of the rest of us by the work you're doing with machine languages. It's so important. You're assuring a great future for yourselves and by extension for all of us. Now, at the moment, only half of year 12 students are studying science, down from 94% 25 years ago. So, you know, we have got to we've got to reverse a trend away from STEM subjects. Now, NICTA is a very important part of that. NICTA is one of the most significant technology PhD training institutions in Australia and it is unrivaled when it comes to linking PhD students and business. NICTA is responsible for training over 410 technology PhD grads and currently has over 300 PhD candidates on its books. The fact that NICTA alone trains a quarter of Australia's PhD graduates each year is an extraordinary achievement. And you should be proud, Neville and Hugh and all of the NICTA team, that over half of your graduates go on to roles in business. Uh, we cannot ignore the fact, however, that too few students are choosing to study STEM subjects. 
It's really imperative we encourage more students to take up IT and science and at a younger age. ICT skills such as coding and computational thinking should not only be offered to students as electives in years 10 to 12. That is too late. Now, Newspoll research commissioned for a paper released today shows that Australian parents value digital skills and careers for their children, with 95% of parents encouraging their children to pursue a digital career if interested, and 8 in 10 parents believe that digital skills and computer programming should be integrated into the primary and secondary curriculum. Uh, this is critical. Uh, we've got to expose students as young as five or six to, to technology creation and not just the passive consumption of ICT that we're all familiar with. So I'm going to move on now to some of the great companies that NICTA has incubated. But I again, you young folk here, you get people, old folks like me, uh, talking to you all the time, no doubt. I cannot tell you how important your work is. I cannot tell you how important the example you're setting is. The enthusiasm with which you take up ICT is absolutely critical. And I just hope, I hope that many, many more young people and their teachers and their parents catch your enthusiasm and enable us all to become that smarter, more technologically sophisticated, more innovative country that we need to be if we are going to be, as I said, in the future, prosperous, high-wage, generous social welfare net. In other words, the type of Australia we want to live in. Now, I want to touch now on one of the aspects that really sets NICTA apart. Its track record of commercialising research and spinning out new companies. This is innovation made practical, given real force and effect in the business world. NICTA has now spun out 15 companies, 11 over the past four years. The spin-outs have attracted cumulative funding of more than $100 million. So I want to congratulate all of those involved, and in particular, those here today, including Saluda Medical, whose CEO is Dr John Parker, which is today announcing a Series B raising of $10 million. Ordinate, whose Chief Operating Officer, David Meyer, is here, which is featured on Deloitte's Fast 500 list. Ambiata, whose Chief Executive, we were chatting with just a moment ago, Dr Rami Mukta, resident of Waverley in my electorate. <laughs> no. Well, look, I am the member for Wentworth. I may be the Minister for Communications, but I am the member for Wentworth. So I've got to, got to promote the side, the home team. Uh, but Rami Mukta's company, Ambiata, uh, are data analytics experts in the insurance, telco and finance sectors. And then also incoming media, whose co-founders Max Ott and David McKeague are here today, and they've secured $5 million of venture capital funding last year. Well done to NICTA, and congratulations to all of those success, success stories here today. I'm confident that NICTA will continue to evolve and remain Australia's preeminent body for research, collaboration, technology training and research commercialisation. And if I can just close on one observation. If you wanted to look for a developed country that has taken the sort of approach I've described, of focusing on technology, focusing on innovation, being smarter, faster, more innovative, nobody's perfect, but Germany is clearly uh, one of the more successful 
uh, in that area. Uh, it is very significant, very significant. The German Chancellor, the equivalent of the Prime Minister, uh, Angela Merkel, came to NICTA when she came to Australia for the G20. That was her, that was what she wanted to see in Sydney when she came here, and it underlines the fact that our future depends on innovation, technology, and everything we do being leaner, faster, smarter, more effective. And that applies to business, it applies to academia, it applies to government. That's why we're establishing a digital transformation office to take the federal government into the 21st century in uh, terms of digital engagement, ensuring that every uh, major transaction, any, any sort of frequent transaction between government and citizen can be conducted end-to-end -end on digital platforms. Those transformations are really critical. Complacency leads simply to failure. We have to be innovative, insurgents, smart, and NICTA is providing that, the means for us to do that. So I'm delighted to be here at the Tech Fest. Congratulations to the companies, congratulations to NICTA, and congratulations to you young folk, because your example and your work is critical to our future. Thanks a lot. Well, that's Malcolm Turnbull's speech at NICTA Tech Fest. Now for the doorstop press conference held immediately afterwards. And the first question was really about NICTA itself. Even though Malcolm Turnbull talked up the organisation, the government is actually removing its funding. Is NICTA delivering when it comes for government? And do you have well, any plans to ensure yeah. that it will Well, there's, a, there's quite a lot. You should probably... There's quite a few... Uh, there's quite a lot, a lot happening in terms of ensuring NICTA's, fu NICTA's future, but you're probably better off speaking to NICTA about that directly. Uh, well, I mean, what's your interest in, in NICTA when it comes to ensuring that they well, are going to stay? Well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I, I do expect NICTA to continue to thrive and prosper, but it's, uh, there, I, I don't want to um, uh, you know, say any more than that because NICTA is engaged in discussions with other, you know, with other parties to do that. Okay, but talk to them. They're all here. You can talk to Neville. There he is. Come on, Neville. They want to know how what Nick is going to do next. And I've said that it's really up to you. We're going to do great things next. Great things next. Yeah, okay. No, right. Can I ask you a question? On the sure. Copper Network, Yes. Um, is it the state of it uh, a worry to you? Is it something that might <clears throat> delay us in the rollout? Well, look, the, the, you're talking about the Telstra Copper Network. Yes. Uh, the... the, the NBN's um, business plan has, in terms of fibre to the node, has always made uh, very generous assumptions for remediating uh, the D-side copper. It's obviously only the D-side that is relevant. Um, you've got to remember that all linear networks need maintenance. I mean, uh, shovel strike effects, uh, coax, twisted copper pairs, glass, you know, equally momentously. So, um, yeah, so that that is it. Certainly, it is certainly an issue, but it's maintaining uh, and and remediating any fixed line net, any linear network uh, is an issue. So it's not, you know, I mean, people sometimes say, "Gosh, you know, uh, the government or the minister of communications doesn't realise that you know there is maintenance required." Well, there's no course there. We understand that perfectly well. Would it slow things down in terms of the the rollout that you? 
Well, the whole reason for doing fibre to the node is because it speeds things up. I mean, simply, you know, as I've always said, the problem is that Moore's law does not apply to digging holes, you know, and uh, the it's just that uh, civil component of getting down, you know, getting down all those streets and getting into customers' premises. That is, you know, that is the big, very, very big cost. So the advantage of all of these hybrid uh, fibre-copper solutions where you use, in effect, a copper tail to avoid the need for a large chunk of civil work. And, of course, um, you know, uh, technologies like uh, VDSL and vectored VDSL and, you know, G.Fast and others enable you to achieve fibre-like speeds at considerably less cost. And that's the, you know, that's the equation. If it yeah. It's just time and money. Regret- you know, if time and money were irrelevant, we all know what yeah. we do, but sadly, in this veil of tears, relevant they are. Back to the in- um, innovation insurgency. What, yeah. are, what are we missing to achieve that? What well, I think, it's, I, I think it, in large part it's attitudinal. I, I, I really... Uh, I, 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 I think a lot of it is attitudinal. We have got... You've got, to, you've got everybody in... To, look, we... I mean, I'll just, just try and just try to express it this way. We have to recognise the world in which we live is changing rapidly. You know, the velocity of change is probably never been greater. Uh, and so you have to have an attitude, whether you're running a business or a government or a department or a newspaper or a website, which is agile. I know agile is a slumbered overword, used word, but you know what I mean? You've got to be... You can't be like... Um, uh, King Canute trying to turn the surf, the waves back, the tide back. You've got to be like the great surfer who says, "Yep, it's a very turbulent sea out there, and I can use, I can ride those waves." So, in other words, make volatility your friend, embrace it, and recognise that you've got to have that ability to move. It's, it is, um, you know, I, I, I think it's, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons. You know, sometimes people um, will. Well, you know, you look at the debate about NBN, we really must go. But uh, the, I mean, people say Labor had a fibre-to-the-premises ideology, you have a fibre-to-the-node ideology. I don't have any ideology. I've no ideology about telecommunications other than delivering the service people need as quickly as possible and as cheaply as possible. And we'll use whatever technology is the right one in the right place at the right time. In other words, don't lock yourself in to any preconceived ideas just be just keep on making decisions that are fact based that are objective that are business like and be ready to change gears as the circumstances require you know it is not a uh, we are in a very very dynamic environment i find it extraordinarily exciting it energizes me dynamism change innovation gives me a very big charge some people are threatened by it i, I promise you I get excited by it. Well, you mentioned that on that note, I should go. Back. Oh, yeah, so people yeah. holding back the tide. Who are the canoes holding us back? <laughs> well, I'll leave that to you, Still Garion. You can uh, do that. Just a quick question. Okay. Why, why discontinue government funding? I'm sure. Oh well, there, well, there were budgetary considerations, um, and um, do you think they could be reconsidered again? Well, no, I understand the point you're making, but I'll. You know, there's a whole budget process, and I'll uh, that all happens in that context. Anyway, I better run. Guys, good to see you. Well, that's Malcolm Turnbull, Australia's Minister for Communications and perhaps even Prime Minister one day. Who knows? Wait and see.
Well, that's all for Corrupted Nerds for now. If you haven't already done so, you can subscribe over at the website, CorruptedNerds.com, or at iTunes, or SoundCloud, uh, via RSS in your choice of podcast software. And if you'd like to support this podcast financially, leave a tip. Go over to the Skank Media website at skank.com.au slash tip. I'm still Gerian. Thanks for joining me. See you next time. Thank you.